Josette Jenkins has a word to give to us that I believe really relates to what's happening here today. Step up on the stage. Praise the Lord, saints. Not used to being up in front. Um, About six months ago, I had been praying about the church, and I specifically asked the Lord, I said, where did the name Generations come from for the church? And God told me, he said, well, I gave them that name. He had showed me in the spirit that there had been a prayer meeting of some sort with, uh, I guess, the founders of the ministry. I don't know if you're still here or if you were one of those original people that were in that prayer meeting. But God told me, he said, I heard their cry. He said, I heard their petition. And um, I, I was sitting down with dinner with Pastor Yvette one day, and she was telling me, I said, well, how did the name Generations come about? Where did you come How did that come about? And you said that it was because the ministry was geared towards children and that you had a heart for children and so she just confirmed what God had given me and so I began to, sh- to, to share with her the rest of what the Lord had showed me he said because he has honored that prayer that petition that you put before him that day he said this part of the body of Christ here at Generations Church from generation to generation to generation to generation to generation to come has been guaranteed salvation. So God has honored your request. He has honored your prayer. And so we as generation people, it's not by by chance that to come to our website at the church, it's generationpeople.org. That's prophetic. It's not that, you know, the word tells us that in the book of Acts, it says, if you believe, you and your household will be saved. So it's not that all believers do not have that promise. It's just that we have a specific promise from God for this part of the body of Christ that all of our generations are guaranteed salvation simply because of who we are here. So if you are a member here at this part of the body of Christ, understand and know that every single person from generation to generation to generation to generation to generation to to come, God has guaranteed, he has guaranteed, he has guaranteed all of you all of your descendants it's a guarantee from God it is his promise that they will be saved so, I just want you all to remember that and always understand that when you walk through these doors and another thing that, that the Lord showed me on the window here it says knowing God and making him known simple What is salvation? Salvation is, in John, I believe it's 17.3, it says, knowing God and Jesus Christ, whom God has sent. So that's another testimony to you of what God has said, the anointing that this church carries, that this part of the body of Christ carries. So I just want to encourage you to walk in that. You know, walk in it, profess it, claim it. Pray about it. Seek the Lord. Receive it. Receive it. It's who you are. Understand who you are in Christ as this part of the body. And that will never leave you no matter where you go. It's not going to leave you because that is a promise that God gave you because of your faithfulness to this part of the body of Christ. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let's just give the Lord praise. Thank you, Lord, for this promise. Thank you so much. You may be seated. We show our appreciation to our praise team today. Thank you so much. 
If you have prodigal children, may that word encourage you. Continue praying for them, but stop worrying. Amen? Worry will affect your relationship with them and actually will repel them. Oh, we got to go see Mama again. Why won't you love Jesus? No, their days are numbered. The hound of heaven is on their tail. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I have a very special announcement. We have a new elder in the house today. Amen. Our church has been blessed by quality men in the house. Uh, Randy Ellis served as an elder for several years. And a few, a few years ago, yes. A few years ago, felt glad to step down from that branch of service, although, trust me, he continues to serve. <laughs> and recently, at the start of the summer, Joe Duncan felt led of the Lord to step down. Can we show our appreciation for Joe? The hard thing about doing this is we have so many quality servants in the house. If, you know, if we made everybody an elder, then the position would be pointless, right? The meetings would take hours and hours and hours. Anyway, and so uh, we felt led of the Lord, and, and uh, this gentleman and his wife prayed and sought the Lord for a month, and we got confirmation week before last. And JP and Michelle Grantham, can you guys stand? Amen. So much. Thank you so much for your willingness to serve this capacity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. It's not really a glamorous job, but it's so important, and it's so important to me because I don't have the gifts to be a dictator-type pastor, an autocrat. I can't do it. But with the team, it works, and so we're just so grateful for the elders that we've had and grateful for Greg and Marietta. Greg serving as an elder, and now J.P. and Michelle. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord, we thank you for this time that we've had and this time that we're having and we're going to have. Lord, the meeting's not over. Thank you so much. Lord, prepare our hearts now to hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. As senior pastor, I'm kind of the default guy around here person who was going to do sound for the women's conference that happened here this weekend wasn't able to do it. And so it came my lot to do it. So ladies, I wasn't here spying on you. But I, it was my honor and privilege to serve in, in something uh, not so spiritual but running sound. And so I got fed this weekend. I tell you, <laughs> brothers, you want to get the CDs. They're good. We are in for a treat today. Mary Forsyth has agreed to stay over from the conference, and she's preaching here again today. Mary, come right on. She's preached here on two other Sunday mornings, and I tell you, she can bring the mail. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Good morning. Who was, um, who was not here last year when I preached on Sunday? Okay, you are forgiven. Um, I want to do a couple of things this morning. Um, you know... Um, Alan told me that I had till about 2 in the afternoon. Is that right? <laughs> so everybody had a big breakfast. Uh, I do want to say this before I kind of jump into some things I, I think the Lord's put on my heart for today. I really believe that what happened this weekend was not a women's conference at all. In fact, the, two message, the several messages that I had prepared I never got to. I really feel like the entire weekend was for the church, and I so agree with Pastor Alan. Please get the CDs. Uh, I don't know how the church will make those available, but uh, the word that came forth, I believe, was a prophetic blanket for this church. And the Lord has given me another prophetic word directly for the church this morning, which I'll get to in a minute. Can I get some? Could you, do you want to minister with me this morning? Could you? Pastor, do you mind? Sorry, I'm a psalmist, kind of. And if you fall over, I'll pick you, raise you from the dead. Do you mind? I'm going to prophesy. <laughs> I wore Anita out this weekend, so thank you so much. Um, so, you know, um, anybody been going through some stuff the last year? The message I have today for the church is, I think, going to bring you some understanding of what's going on, not just in this corporate house, but in your families and in your businesses and I will guarantee you, God, in this season, is preparing you now for what he's prepared for you. 
And that's why there's things touching your life that the enemy wants you to think are destructive and divisive. And some of them can be. But how many of you know, I've to- I told the women this this weekend, sometimes we embrace some things we should resist. And we resist some things we should embrace. How many of you know that could be important in following the Lord? And uh, not just in your spiritual walk, but in life. It's going good so far for me. How is it going for you? (laughs) You know, and I've got a friend with me today, Patrice and Patrice Assembly. We're going to just do a couple of popcorn prophecies, which means we're not going to linger in that because I'm determined to get this message out. And I I don't want to keep you past ballgame time. But... um, there's just a couple of people that are bothering me, so I'll uh, pray over them. You can get that later. Patricia can come. Um, uh, let me get my notes. I think I can remember. I wrote some notes down uh, from some people. I prophesied over you guys last year. Last two. If you quit wearing bright shirts, you wouldn't be called out. You know, people that wear these kind of shirts to prophetic meetings have one of two reasons. It's like, if I really stand out, she'll leave me alone, or by God, she better see me. <laughs> and I just, I just have a quick word. You haven't missed it. That's all I've got to say. Um, people moved. Where'd you move? Where'd you go? Let me, can you come? Do y'all go together? Y'all, boyfriend, girlfriend, married, what, come, can you stand? Have you ever been prophesied over before? Okay, don't worry, they're not looking. Y'all, close your eyes. It's their first. They're newbies. How long have you been married? Okay, that's all I'm asking. I won't get any more personal than that. Thank you, Lord. Over the next seven months, the Lord says there's some new connections for you. There's, it's kind of been like a dry land. It's been a desert time. And the Lord says... It's been by divine design. For the Lord says, I've been working some things in and drawing some things out. But the Lord says, the goodness of the Lord will be seen in the land of the living. The Lord says, God's faithfulness is going to be on great display, not only in your marriage, but in provision and in your future. For the Lord says, there's been a great battle over trying to capture your attention. And, um, but the Lord comes today with words of encouragement, consolation, and comfort. For the Lord says, fear not, little flock, for it's the Father's great pleasure to give you the kingdom. And there's been a, there's been a great resistance in so many areas of your life. And it's been wearying. It's been draining. It's been discouraging. And the Lord says, I, I told the women this weekend, Jeremiah 29, 11 is never not true. And son, it's, it's time to arise. Mighty man of valor. Mighty man. The Lord sees you as a mighty man. And he wants to father you in this season. There's been great lack and great deprivation in your life and in your heart. But the Lord wants to come and fill your heart. Because you're his beloved son. In whom he is well pleased. The pleasure of the father is at the hand of your heart today. He wants to saturate your heart with his heart for you because that's been stolen from you in so many ways. But he's going to establish you in the love of the Father because you're called to be a father. And the Lord knows there's been a great void. But he says, I'm going to fill every hole. I'm going to make up for every lag. You watch and see. His faithfulness is going to be on great display. Great display, son. Great display. You're just like Gideon. And right now, yeah, you find yourself in a wine press with no wine, beating a bunch of wheat. But the Lord comes today and he calls you mighty man of valor. Mighty man. You're his mighty man, son. You're his mighty man. So, Lord, I just speak a blessing over this couple. Lord, I thank you. I just see promises of provision for everything that they need. Lord, I see the yokes coming off of them, relationally, financially. Lord, in every way, Lord, I just I just ask, Lord, that every yoke that's not of you come off. And, Lord, that you replace it. You be the yoke that's easy and the burden that's light. Now, Lord, encourage their hearts. Lord, I pray over the next seven days they would have gifts of your goodness 
in practical manifestation so that they know that you are for them and not against them. The Lord says, son, daughter, I'm for you. The enemy's tried to convince you that I'm not even on your side, that I don't care, that I don't see. But the Lord says, I am going to convince you. I am for you and not against you. So, Lord, I thank you for them. Lord, bless them big time. Show them your goodness in the land of the living. In Jesus' name. Something broke for you yesterday, right? I mean, you guys should have seen her. She was going nuts, you know, with joy, with joy. And the Lord says to you, this breakthrough leads to new levels of freedom. New levels, new levels of freedom. Yes, I can see it on you too, new levels of freedom. And and where there's been such heaviness and sorrow, and I I got the impression that you suffered a, a loss your husband, right? And there is comfort that's coming to you according to Isaiah 61. And it's it's the comfort of the Lord that comes in that anointing of the Lord. So get ready for that comfort. And it will be comfort that you've not even been able to imagine, that you never thought would be available to comfort the sorrow in your heart. And the Lord says, He is the God of all comfort. And He's come to comfort you. Now, this new freedom, you're not going to have to work for it. You're not going to have to dig and, and strive. And, 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 yeah, it's real. But here's one thing you will have to do. You're going to have to walk into it. When the opportunity comes, the Lord says, walk into that freedom. Because some of those opportunities, they may not feel comfortable. They may be challenging. But the Lord says, walk into it already. <laughs> All right. So walk into that freedom. Seize those opportunities. So the Lord spoke to me, Deborah, can I have this last dance for the rest of your life? I just, uh, Diane, I've just got a short word for you. Could you stand? I know Diane. Um, Yeah, you. Is your name Diane? Okay. You know, this is a unique season that you've just stepped into. In fact, you stepped into it about three and a half weeks ago. Something shifted in the spirit for you. And this is a time where God's going to be releasing unique wisdom as garlands around your neck. It's, um, my, my daughter, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way, and your foot will not stumble. For the Lord says, this is a season of new wisdom and new discernment. And the Lord says, it's going to feel like a pair of new shoes that doesn't quite fit. But the Lord says, be faithful to continue to walk. And the Lord says, it's a time of new training. Not only are you going to, it's kind of like the, uh, the um, uh, Essekar anointing. It's not just knowing it's not just the knowing the times and the seasons, but knowing what Israel ought to do. So there's going to be situations where normally you would hold back and you wouldn't really speak into that situation, but all of a sudden you're going to know what to do. And you're going to be able to be, it's a time of training to speak into situations uh, in your family and in your friends and, and sometimes even strangers. And it's going to be the fact that you're going to hear the voice of the Lord and walk in greater confidence. And it's going to be like an explosion of growth in you spiritually even between now and the middle of November it's like you're in a huge, huge, huge did I mention huge? Huge growth spurt in the spirit and it's mainly because of wisdom discretion and discernment Amen, so bless you Gentlemen that just right here the coolest shirt, I was walking in this morning could you stand up, what's your name? Taylor. Good to meet you, Taylor. 
Okay. Saw you walk in this morning, and I said, "Well, I like your shirt." And just when you came through again, and I said, "It looks good with your jeans." And I know, you know, guys aren't into that. But the Lord said, "You're going to be a bright and shining star in your generation." Oh my gosh, are you? You're right there. You were right there, and I didn't see you. Can you stand up? What's your name? Kennedy. Did y'all enjoy her song? Okay, when you were singing, the Lord said, He's doing a new work in you. Is that right? Yeah. He's doing a new work in you. You have a quietness about you, but the Lord is in the process of, of bringing the full Kennedy, right? That's your name? Kennedy out. He's just, you're blossoming, you're coming forth. It's a deep thing, it's a good thing. This is not about correction. This is about development and maturity, says the Lord. In fact, the words that you were singing today, it was like your theme song. There was a verse in it that said, Consume me from the inside out. And that's the work the Lord's doing inside of you today. He's imparting to you strength because where you thought you were so weak, the Lord says you are going to be so strong because I'm going to make you strong. So it's this. This it's this day he's calling you up and he's calling you out into more of the fullness of who how he sees you and what he wants you to do in his kingdom. Amen. of this community and all those seeds they're about to come back to you pressed down shaken together spoke to me Psalm 34, a verse in Psalm 34. I had it marked and then I lost it. And I wasn't sure what that was about. And then when you started leading us in praise and worship, I feel like this is for you. The first part part of this is what you've been doing. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. Do you all think shake does that? Yeah. I will constantly speak his praises. And you constantly, the last time I was here, I saw you do that. I will boast only in the Lord. You have a very humble heart and a very humble spirit and presentation. And that blesses the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. And I think you do a lot of that. You encourage the hearts of people as you're ministering. Come, let us... Let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us, let us exalt his name together. And so that's, the Lord says, that's what you've been doing. But, but now there's a new theme that is going to start coming out of your music. And it's a verse that's further down. It's taste and see that the Lord is good. And so he's, you get ready because he's going to give you even new songs. He's going to lead you to new ways of leading his people into the experience of his goodness in his heart. Bless you. Amen. (laughs) Thank you so much. Amen. Can we just thank the Lord? Uh, with the time I have left, I just want to share a few thoughts that I think the Lord has given me for the church for the next 18 months. 
feel like this is an important um, season that you're going into. And I, I believe it has bookends of about 18 months, Pastor. The Lord spoke to me these words, strategic strengthening for this body. And I got the passage in Ephesians, and I'm going to read it. It's Ephesians 3, starts with 14. It says, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father. The fatherhood of God is going to be on display in this body. And for many of us, we first need to be fathered so that we can father. And that's what some of this weekend was about, Friday and Saturday. That's why I'm saying, please, get those messages. It's God speaking to us today that we need to make sure that how we've, how we've seen him as Father gets cleared up. How many of you know that you relate to someone based on how you see him? And so God's clearing that up so that we can truly know him as Father. I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Let me tell you, God's redefining family in the kingdom in this hour. We're going from having cold love relationships to intimacy and meaningful connectivity. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man. I believe that over the next 18 months, personally, in your families, in your businesses, in your ministries, and corporately in this body, there's going to be, the Lord is going to release strategies that that are specifically designed to strengthen you in your innermost being. Pastor, I see, I see you connecting with, with, with some kind of material, some kind of training that's going to bring inner strength, whether it's going to be some kind of uh, emotional healing, something that you're very comfortable with. It's going to bring forth a, a level of liberty and emotional freedom and wholeness. I, I see hidden bondages over the next 18 months. And I'm not talking just sin. Yeah, we need to do with that. But I'm talking about aloneness and fear and abandonment and rejection and dishonor and, and insecurity. Those things that are bondages to us being freed at such a deep level that there is a level of God's glory that can be manifested in, 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 your, in this body of believers. I don't know what that is, but you're going to be comfortable with it. Nobody's going to put it on you. You're going to go, yes, that's what's going to help my people. I don't know where it's going to come from, but there's a, a connection in something. It's not like you're going to have to develop it, but you will need to adopt it. And so there's strategic strengthening coming to you over the next 18 months. So avail yourself to it. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love. I talked about that this weekend. God's revealing where our hearts are rooted and grounded in insecurity or maybe rooted and grounded in ministry or rooted and grounded in business. Some of you guys, some of you entrepreneurs, your, your hearts are, are rooted and grounded in an identity way in work and in business. And I'm not saying that's not what you need to do, but that's not who you are. That's not who you are. Um, this young man right here with the T-shirt, you're holding your hand right there. Um, you know, the Lord's, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to point so, but I, I forgot. I couldn't find you a while ago. Um, you know, there's a new opportunity coming to you that you know it's going to be the Lord. There's been some shut doors that have been very difficult for you because you wanted to move forward and go into some things. But there has been some divine resistance because those were not the directions you were to go in. But the Lord's capturing your heart in this hour. I mean, he is pursuing you like a hound dog of heaven. I mean, he is so after you. He is so lavishly pursuing you that he has put a few strategic roadblocks in your way. It's because he's got such a plan for you. But there's going to be an opportunity that comes to you before the end of the year that's going to have God smell all over it. And you're going to know that it's him. And it's not just about the opportunity, but it's about the heart of God for you. Okay? And so 
Um, yeah, you can do that. That's good. So that we might be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. To know the love of Christ. I don't know about you all, but I know, I know a lot about conditional love. I know a lot about um, meeting people and uh, if I move in my gifts, they kind of like me. And I know a lot about if I perform to a certain degree that I get that much, uh, I'm received that way. I, I'm not, anybody know about conditional love? But how many, of you, how many of us really are rooted and grounded in unconditional love? And the more we get rooted and grounded in unconditional love vertically, the more I'm going to move in unconditional love horizontally. And so God's unhooking us from our, the way we've been conditioned in our relationships to love conditionally. And he's revealing the love of Christ, which has absolutely nothing to do with your due. Do. Do. It has everything to do with who he is and how he sees you. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing when you get into the love of God to the place where you're not concerned. Am I doing it right? Is he judging me? Did he receive me for that? and, And where you're totally free from your relationship depending on doing it right or doing it to a certain level of um, expertise. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter what you do, your relationship is secure with him. Let me take it a further step. Your sin does not eliminate relationship with God. That's good news. Because we learned this weekend, fellowship and relationship are different. Your relationship is based on the blood of Jesus, not on what you do or don't do. This is better news than what you're thinking it is right now. We are so conditioned by conditional love. But I'm telling you, the next 18 months, it's going to be like you're going to be brainwashed. You're going to take, which, which is the right pill in the matrix? Is the good pill the red pill or the blue pill? I can't even remember. No Matrix watchers in the house? All right, next retreat, we're going to have popcorn and movie. Ah, yes. Tell me, Mr. Anderson, red or blue do I take? Is the good pill? Blue, blue. So we're giving blue pills out over the next 18 months. Because God's, God's um, <laughs> unplugging us from the Matrix and plugging us in to the kingdom. It looks totally different. And, and your circumstances can stay the same, but if he changes something deep in your heart, how many of you know sometimes and you could care less if your circumstances change? I have to the, tell you the truth. When I got to the point of God doing so much in my heart while I was incarcerated, by the way, the, those of you that don't know my testimony, I was incarcerated for five years. Yes, you do have an ex-con preaching this morning. No one's safe. Lock the doors. You want to know why I was in prison? For murdering a worship leader. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. <laughs> um, but it's, it's that time where God is going to brainwash us because we've been brainwashed. I'll talk about that in just a second. Let me finish this passage. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Can I tell you, if you just, how many of, you, how many of us know that God loves us? Let me see your hands. All right. Put your hands down. How many of you live loved every day? Not as many. That's because we have the knowledge of Christ's love, but we don't have the full revelation of Christ's love. And that's what's going to be happening over the next 18 months. We're going to be moving. We're going to be moving from measure to fullness. I don't know about you, but I'm into that move. Aren't you? Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask. This is a good refrigerator scripture. 
Think according to the power that works in us. Let me say this over this church today. I said some of this over the weekend. Some of the way that you're dreaming is actually a limitation for the Lord. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you've thought or asked. So he's going to be challenging you to think beyond what you've thought. This is a time for outrageous dreaming for this church. Outrageous dreaming. Impossible dreaming. Outrageous. And if you're dreaming dreams that you can fulfill today with your resources, that's not God's dream. Aren't you glad it came to Granberry? That's not the Lord for you. To him to be glory in the church by Jesus Christ, all generations. So let me say this about the next 18 months. That's such a passage for you all right now. The next 18 months, this is a vision I had for the church. I saw this huge circle. I wish I had a whiteboard. A huge circle. And I saw a circle. It wasn't Ezekiel. It wasn't that, you know, wheel in a wheel. But it was a big circle. And here was a circle in the middle and with a big G. That's Generations Church. And I did see in and out spokes. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Mary, tell them they're in the middle of a construction zone. And that over the next 18 months, the Lord is going to develop this house as not only a place of strength for other people, but as a safe safety zone. Because there's going to be construction all around. It's like you guys are going to be in the eye of the storm. But sometimes when we're in the eye of the storm, we have to be aware that I might be in the eye of the storm, but you're in the crosswinds. So when the Lord allows her to come into my space, which is now the, the eye of the storm, where it's peaceful, I have to remember she just came out of the crosswinds. So I'm going to relate to her in a way that's going to help her experience my eye. Does that make sense? So when people come in, it's, it's, it, it might uh, cause a little demand on you, and you might have your own issues. It's not that when you're in your own eye of the storm, you don't have issues. But how many of you know sometimes if you get your eye off your issues and deal with somebody else's issues, then somehow your issues are on his eye more? I'll never forget, that was such an important lesson, a, a relational lesson I, I, I learned in car, when I was incarcerated because I don't know about you, but when you're in prison, you, you kind of want to be self-centered. Now, some of y'all look familiar, like you've been there. Never mind. But the minute you begin to give care and concern to a degree that's greater than your own, I don't know how that works. It just works. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I love the young people this morning just during prayer. I mean, I saw one young girl, and she was bawling. She was obviously having an an encounter. Something was going on. But as soon as she kind of got her, you know, sea sea legs were okay, she went over and started hugging someone else. And I thought, wow, that's the Lord. I don't know about you, but that, that brought a wonderful biblical thing to me that was called conviction. Can I tell you that's something very biblical? I thought, Lord, yes. Let my life be just like that young girl's. So you're in a construction zone. So it's not, when you're, when you're, when things are constructing, um, you know, there's, where I live right now, there's tons of construction going on and I think engineers are amazing because they know what to break down and what to build up when it's even temporary because they have a big plan of what's coming. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, isn't that amazing? Let me tell you, God is the master at overseeing the construction that's in your life right now. And so there's some things right now that are actually being broken down that you might not understand, that are being challenged the way you see God, maybe the way you give, maybe the way you're interacting with others, maybe the way, uh, maybe you've operated at a level of honoring your spouse for 20 years and all of a sudden you're, you're feeling the Lord require you to honor in new ways, better ways, creative ways, and you're like, hey, it's worked for 20 years, come on. 
Somebody come with me down the trail. So the Lord knows what to break, and the Lord knows what to build. And that's why it's a time to live before the Lord like never before. This is my favorite prayer. I told the women this week, and he's the, he's the great shepherd. You are not the great sheep. So if I can hear and discern, sense, perceive, whatever you want to call it. Just like this morning, I was like in the middle of worship. and It was amazing. There was an anointing. And I start seeing a vision of the young kids in front and me just laying hands on it. And I'm like, now? We're, like we're in this moment. And they haven't even introduced me. He's like, ask the pastor. I'm like, now? But it was that moment. So I just, you know, and I, Patrice sat down. She just looked at me. I said, I just follow. That's, that's, I love to follow. Because he's the, he's the great shepherd. So it's an important time to understand what is he breaking down in your life? And what is he building up? It can happen simultaneously. Because you're in a construction zone right now. And this is going to lead, I believe, to this, for this house to have new, have new assignments and new direction by the end of 18 months. I think after about 16 months, and it's interesting that some you know, new leaders were announced today. I didn't know that was going to happen. But I, I feel like there's going to be um, a coming together of the leaders. Not that they're not together, but they're going to come together with a new assignment, fresh assignment, fresh manna from heaven of the purposes and plan that God has for this gathering of believers. You know, what's happening in our lives like now is a little bit like Nehemiah. You know the story of Nehemiah. He was the cupbearer for the king. And he, as soon as he heard that the wall in Jerusalem, his city, was down and not being rebuilt, he had favor with the king, and he got all the provisions that he needed, and he goes to Jerusalem to assess the damage. I love this story. And Nehemiah, when he first gets there, for three days, three nights, he gets on his horse, and he surveys the damage of the wall. And to me, Nehemiah can be kind of like a picture of what the Holy Spirit's doing right now in your life individually. The Holy Spirit is, is looking around and assessing what, what condition is your mindset in? What condition is your relationships in? Come on, stay with me. Pick up your toes. I'm coming after them. Because the Holy Spirit's ab- about to reveal some things that are extremely personal to you. Because he's, got, he's always got upgrades, increase, and gifts in mind. That's the heart of the Father. You know, this is what we think. This is why our mindset about God needs to change. We think that God is just looking at us, and the minute we do something wrong, He's going to point that out. We'll repent and try not to do it anymore. Does any, you know what I'm saying? I call that the relational hamster wheel of sin consciousness. That's not the heart of God at all. Here's the heart of the Father. The heart of the Father is... Yeah, I see that. But, you know, can I tell you, God is not sin conscious. He's not evangelical. That was funny. He, He doesn't even look at it that way. God looks at our lives going, yeah, but oh my gosh, I, I, I see what you're needing to realize your righteousness more and more. So, by the way, yeah, 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 but here's a gift. It's really good, Mary. Really. I needed to hear that. Because that challenges your mind. Because we have a relational pattern. Our prayers, I can, I can, nobody will want to pray with me after this, but I can be in a prayer meeting for five minutes and tell you what your image of God is. And not in a condescending way or in a judgment way going, oh, you need to know him as Father. He's not judging the earth today. Please get the CDs from this weekend. God is not judging the earth today. Let me ask you a question. 
What aspect of God's judgment did Jesus not bear? Scared of me? If there's any aspect of God's judgment that he didn't bear, I can't be saved. We don't live in a day of judgment. There will be a day of judgment, but this is a day of grace. And so God's looking at our lives, trying to empower us to live out of the reality and the truth of your righteousness. He is not focused on sinfulness. He dealt with sinfulness at the cross. And by the way, you're not a sinner. You're a saint. You might occasionally sin, but ah, we got the blood for that. But you're a saint. Most of the things that we try to deal with in our lives, you know, little foxes that spool the vine, it's because we get so focused on the little foxes. We go like this. We're just focused on them the whole time. And the Holy Spirit's going, Mary, I need to show you your righteousness. I need to show you what it's like to be in Him. And I'm going, oh, I did it again. Oh, I did it again. I'm in condemnation. And I'm in shame. And I'm in guilt. God doesn't do condemnation or shame or guilt. So let me counsel you today. Stop it. In the love of God. It's just not the Lord. And so you're in this time of construction. And let me tell you, when I know my friends are in, in, in construction, I'll, I'll make sure that I'm not judging them and assessing them because they're in progress and in process. I'll never forget when, I was, when God was showing me this. First, he showed it to me about me. Because most of the time when God's setting me free, maturing me, you know, unweaving me from something I got woven in, it's a process. First, he shows me something in my life that's not part of my divine design. And then he starts walking it, walking me in a way that it comes out of me. Does anybody, are you with me? So it, it's, not a, it's, not an, it's not an instant breakthrough most of the time. And so he'll show me, and I'll be in progress and in process. And uh, the more I understand that about me, then the, then the more grace I have for other people that are in progress. Making, You know, so when I was incarcerated at the beginning of my stay, I'll never forget I was walking out of chapel and a woman that was in the choir, an inmate in the choir, pulls out a cigarette and lights it up. And uh, in my immaturity, this was my heart response. <sighs> Hypocrite. I mean, people that shouldn't, who, who am I to say people in the choir, number one, can't smoke? I mean, is that my, am I, I've just become the judge of, I just became the eternal choir director. But in my heart, I, that was my assessment of what I was seeing. So, I mean, you know, my heart's going, I'm not saying anything, but by the time I get back to my cell, sit down on my bunk, the Holy Spirit goes, uh, Mary, Hello. Do you want me to tell you what I see? I knew I was in trouble. I said, okay. He said, yeah, I saw that. But I also know she was smoking three packs a day when she came in. She's down to one and a half. Ease up. You know, we have got to get this standard out of our hearts. That because, to tell you the truth, we don't just use it on other people. We're using it on us, too. And can I just tell you something, my friends? That is old covenant living. We live in a day of grace. We've got to get, you know, I, I told the women this weekend when I was in Australia not too long ago, I, I started a meeting off this way. I didn't know them. It was kind of a larger meeting. I stood up, and they had introduced me, and I said, Hi, my name's Mary. It's been 47 days, 16 hours, 11 minutes, and 6 seconds since my last judgment. I'm a Pharisee in recovery. Now you're supposed to say, hi, Mary. You know, we're all, we're all in recovery, and I'm, I'm more in recovery now than ever, but I'm determined to get that old covenant stuff out of me. If you need some help, there's a good book on my book table called Birthright by John Cheesby. That'll help you. Because we've got to live in the new covenant. So, so Nehemiah is assessing all this rubble. 
And I see that as a picture of what Nehemiah is doing today, of what the Holy Spirit is doing today. And you might say, well, Mary, how does the Holy Spirit assess rubble? What does that practically look like in my everyday life? You know, it might be when you're in, in prayer time and the Holy Spirit just convicts you or tells you something. It was about six or seven years ago that the Holy Spirit visited me during prayer. And he told me, he said, Mary, I need to tell you something. You've been an orphan all your life. That was devastating to me. I have, I have a, a mother and a father and a sister. But the way my heart responded to certain things growing up, it was as if I never belonged. That was huge for me. How many of you know that feeling like an orphan is rubble? Rubbish and rubble, I should say. But the Lord showed me that in prayer. So the, the Holy Spirit can reveal in prayer. But let me say, also say this. He might use someone else to come and show you. It'll never be in condemnation or judgment or in shame. But how many of you know that we have blind spots? And that's why intimate, life-giving, rightly connection, right connections are so important. You know, because that way, as I'm in a life-giving relationship, people can speak into my life because I know that really their motive is my best interest. Anybody with me? That's why it's, we cannot be isolated in this hour. We cannot be not connected in this hour. So that's another way that the Lord can reveal. And let me tell you, a, a situation can reveal rubble. My mother just died about 14 months ago. And the Lord, it, was, it, it sent me into a time of this incredible loss. However, through that time, through those circumstances, the Lord revealed so much rubble that I've been in probably the deepest time of inner healing and restoration since when I was incarcerated. Isn't that amazing? Who could do that but the Lord? But unless you know that the Lord is wanting to reveal that, not to bring condemnation or judgment, but to give you a gift. When he showed me that I'd been an orphan all my life, I knew exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to reveal the family to me. And he wanted to reveal his fatherhood to me in ways that, were, that have been, are still con continually blowing me away. So I think I came on assignment this morning to say to the church, do not back away. Be open when the Lord shows any type of rubble in your life personally, in your relationships, in your businesses, because rubble is a limitation of what God has for you in your future. And God wants to remove every hindrance, eliminate every limitation, because he wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can think or ask. And by the way, what is above thinking and asking? It's dreaming. That's why it's so important to dream right now. We got an, 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 a word of encouragement over the weekend from someone, and, and it's time to dream big dreams, and I so agree. You know, I just want to close with this. I think it would be a good opportunity for us to let the, let the Lord know that we will let him in as our Nehemiah. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can hear a message and go, yeah, that was pretty good. But sometimes I want to take a moment and say, Lord, okay, I'm in. I see you. I'm in, Lord. And let me also say this about, you know, kind of public, a public call, which I'm about to make. Listen, no peer pressure. If you're not ready to go, wow, basically, Mary, what are you saying? Then I'm, I'm going to publicly announce... <laughs> that I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to show me my rubble. If you're not ready, don't, don't stand up. No peer pressure. Please, don't ever, don't ever take a, a courtesy fall for anyone. And don't ever let peer pressure um, cause any kind of response in ministry or, or public times like this. Can you say, okay, Mary? Thank you. So I do. I just want to give you an opportunity to... Give physical expression 
to permission you want to give the Lord in your life, in your heart, to reveal rubble over these next 18 months. If that's you, just stand to your feet. of normal that you want to make, give us a new normal. So Lord, I'm praying for the spirit of revelation to rest upon us. Lord, I'm asking that you would come. We are saying we give you permission. We're inviting you openly to be our Nehemiah, to survey the rubble that we can't see ourselves. And Father, we say that we want to be a people without limitation, without hindrance, and without restriction. And Father, I believe you're showing me that one of the aspects of rubble you're going to be dealing with is aloneness. Lord, the inability to to truly connect. Father, I pray that you would remove every aspect of rubble that is is built into our mindsets that, that being alone is normal, that being isolated is okay. Lord, remove that rubble, remove that limitation, and rightly connect us to one another. So just take a moment. Eyes closed, eyes open. You respond to the Lord. Tell Him. Tell Him what you want Him to do about your rubble. Let Him know. Use your words. Use your words. Put words to your heart right now. Put words to your heart. church. And Lord, I declare that this is a time of strategic strengthening. Father, I pray that we would be strengthened. Your people would be strengthened in their innermost being by the power of the Holy Spirit in unprecedented ways. Father, I pray for revelation and insight and wisdom. Father, that they would be moving in greater strategy and intentionality about the things that you have for them, the things that you've, the works that you've preordained for them to do, the relationships, the connectivity and the community, Lord, that awaits them. Father, I pray for doors to open for jobs. Father, I pray for answers to financial limitation. Father, I pray that every financial yoke that's of lack and deprivation would come off families. Father, I pray for favor with businesses. Father, I pray that the rain that you sent this weekend would be a sign that life and growth is coming again. Father, let the goodness of the Lord be seen in businesses even before the year's end. Father, I pray that this community of believers would be in such opposition to recession. Father, I declare that this is a group of people that can move in the opposite spirit of the nation, which seems to be recession at this moment. So, Father, let favor, let favor make a way. Father, let your spirit make a way. Father, I pray for highlighted ads, for highlighted opportunities, and, Father, the right connections. Father, where there's been disappointment and despair. Father, I pray that hope, hopelessness would end and hope would arise. So, Father, I'm asking for your blessings of abundance. Father, let the latter rain and the former rain be totally overwhelming together over your people in every way, relationally, spiritually. Father, let them hear your voice and the voice of a stranger never listen to. Father, bless the leaders, the new dynamics with with the eldership. Father, inspire them, visit them, bless them, rock them. Rock them, God. Be the rock and rock them. Lord, we thank you for this morning. Lord, let your construction bring forth the bride from these people. Let the bride come forth with great beauty, with great strength, with great strategy, with great amazement. Lord, they are a light that's been set on a hill. So let it shine. Lord, this 18 months is preparation 
Father, for an unprecedented light to be seen among them. And so, Lord, we thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. I am your